With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. People, what's going on out there? This is Sai Kikesa Dabinga coming live from Los Angeles, as usually the case, until the spring. I'll be coming live from Diego, live from Boston, live from New York, live from a lot of other places. It's time to hit the road, see what's going on with the world. Hope you guys are doing this holiday season, wherever you may be. If you're celebrating Thanksgiving, you're spending time with your family, that's good. Hope everything's going well. You're around the favorite people, the people you love, and if there's a relative that you can't stand, hey, be thankful that you know you have a relative alive to at least not stand, because some people right now do not have their relatives. They are missing them deeply and what have you. Um, it's a very sad day for a lot of people. It's a very happy day for a lot of people, as the hard they tend to be. Otherwise, hope all is well. Today's show, people, of Saeed Dabinga's POV. What was going on? Why well, I changed the title from the symposium. Though. So many people were, were writing me directly, saying, hey, look, we love the symposium. You're giving a lot of knowledge, but we also miss um, what, was, what the camera is the word we use. But basically, they're saying they basically miss the. I guess I'm saying motivational things that are inspiring people or moving people or just causing people to think. So and that's what it's really all about: making people think. I'm not saying they don't think, but just make you know saying something or doing something that's going to cause people to reflect on their own life, their own surroundings, their own area, their own. Uh, position in this world. That's all it comes down to. So I said, okay, fine. So we'll just change up a little bit. You know, maybe we'll go back and forth. Uh, we cut down from an hour down to 30 minutes, which is actually relief of my throat. Because <laughs> I'm still recovering from my uh, sickness a little while ago. What I had was an upper respiratory infection and the flu. So I was out for like a week. I think you remember that show in the bathroom where you heard me blowing my nose. So we're going to get, we're going to have some fun with this today. It's Saeed Dabinga's POV. Our new time is going to be 3.30 from now on. And what I'll try to do is uh, if I have to move the show, I'll move it ahead of time, like a couple of days ahead of time for various reasons. For example, if I have to do a shoot on Saturday and Sunday or on an event that I need to be at and I can't broadcast live from the set, then I'll definitely do that. So today our new time is going to be 3.30. 
uh, p.m. on the east, on uh, 3.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it's going to be for 30 minutes, which I think is enough to get stuff in there live with you guys, enough good stuff. And you can chat with me live, and you can also call in, 646-595-2892, 646-595-2892. I got a question for you guys. Today's topic is, uh, on the POD, is what's your, what is your vision? Years ago when I first came to L.A., there was this cool sister whose name has escaped me at this moment. But she was really nice, and she was, uh, was here to be an actress and what have you. Good person, good skills, great look, great resume. But we, had, we often had conversations about our, her relationship, which that basically was that she did not like the man she was with. So one day I asked her, I said, look, let's, let's do something. Let's write down the ten qualities that you're looking for in a man. Looking for or you would like your man to possess. All right? So I gave her a, a, a 11 by 7 sheet legal pad. I gave her a legal pad, actually. I think it was 11 by 14. And you gave her some time, and she wrote down uh, 10 things. And then I said, okay, I want you to write down uh, these uh, obvious qualities. How many does your current boyfriend possess? Gave her some time. She wrote three. No, actually, she wrote four. So I said, look at the list. I said, these are the things you seek. And your boyfriend barely possesses half. <laughs> In fact, he doesn't even possess half his qualities. Why are you with him? And she really started thinking about that. And it wasn't trying to put on the spot. It was that she had brought the conversation. And it was a couple of times we had a conversation. So I asked her, I said, uh, you know, why are you with him? And she started thinking. And she said, I don't know. And from there, it's taken me to this conversation we're having with you and I today. Why are you where you are if you don't like it? You know, I teach at a charter school, New Design Charter School over here in L.A. And you can tell the teachers that were there for the passion because they love teaching. They love teaching. As a teacher, you're shaping great minds in whatever endeavor that, in whatever endeavor that they want to be a part of in life. But also, I can tell some of those teachers who are there because they feel they have no other place to go. They're there because of money. Or they're just there because they feed some part of their ego or what have you. But it's those folks that really feel they have nowhere else to go who I'm concerned about because one thing I've noticed in Hollywood is that there's so many people out here who they want to be an actor, they want to be a writer, they want to be a director, but they're not really pursuing their goals. What they're doing is that they're putting headshots out there and resumes out there and reels out there, and they're hoping someone will pick them. As a friend Siaka said, a lot of people in Hollywood are waiting to get picked. You know, they get in the line, they say, hey, we'll take you, we'll take you, we'll take you. It's like we had an audition. And I've been to several of my friends and my own. And you have all these people out there who have the skills. They've done four-year colleges. They've done great things. Yet, they're sitting in a line hoping that someone will pick them to, you know, to allow them to follow their dreams. And I just, I'm just not cool with that. Because when you put yourself, unless it's God, and all of us are anointed. It's not just some special person. Um, it's not Tyler Perry or President Obama. We're all just those two. We're all anointed. You, myself, your friends. But what is your vision? Why have you not accomplished it? What are you waiting for? If you're not living your vision, why not? If you're around people that are not living their vision, why are you? You have skills. You can write. You can speak. You have skills. You're good at something that I, that I am not good at. I am sure. I, I'm good at something you're not good at. I am sure. But I heard something today on George Stephanopoulos, this week with George Stephanopoulos. One of the guys made No, no, no. Was it George Stephanopoulos or was it? Uh, no, 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 no. It was on uh, This Week. It was on Meet the Press, and they're interviewing Rick Warren, the uh, pastor of Saddle, uh, I think it's Saddle Brook Church, something like that, or Saddle Ranch, what have you. But he made a point where he said, 
that a study showed that 70% of the people in the workforce today are doing jobs that they're not wired for. It's estimated 70%. A majority of people today, Monday through Friday or what have you, are doing jobs that they're not wired to do. They don't like, they don't have the skills to do it. They're just there. And during that conversation with uh, the, the whole, um, Rick Warren made a comment that, you know, the guy asked him, the whole, well, how would you know? How would you know you're in the job you're supposed to be doing? And how do you know that you're supposed to be uh, doing something else? And, and Rick answered back, it's by answering that, answered back by answering, that's what you said, right? He answered back by saying that the thing that you do that makes you come alive, even if you're not getting paid for it, that's what your purpose is. It's that simple, you know. Uh, what is it that you like to do? And first of all, I'd like to welcome our, our new friend, Coco. I think she's in New York right now. I saw that her calling was 917. I think it's time to go through a whole site. I want to welcome Coco, a new friend to the mix. Hi, Coco. I'm going to check out your show later on today. So thank you for joining, and I look forward to hearing what you have to do on your radio show. I like the topics you have there. Now back to the flow. Um, why are you with where you are? So many people are just living a mediocre life that's just allowing them to pay their bills. And, and the first and the 15th or the 15th or every week, every Friday or every Wednesday, they're just waiting for that check. And for the most part, they have that check spent before they even get it. What are you waiting for if that's you? What vision do you have? What's your dream? What do you want to do? And it is mostly because it's because someone else hasn't done what they're supposed to do that you haven't accomplished your vision or is it because of you? Michael Jackson once said, study the great and become greater. Michael Jackson once said that, you know, the people that, that, that were thought to be crazy, uh, Henry Ford, Walt Disney, people that dropped out of school and what have you, they took um, Henry Ford to court to challenge his intelligence. So they said his car wouldn't work. So what are you, are you, are you saying or are you where you are because someone is not edifying you to saying you can't do it? Or you're just afraid to be who you are, take the responsibility of uplifting your life and those around you, but uplifting yourself first, going out there and ruling the world. You have gifts. You know, if you're staying there, you know, doodling or sketching or writing in your spare time, that's your gift. If you're speaking to people, motivating them, that's your gift. If you can do needlepoint or, or uh, graphic arts, that's your gift. But I can look at just some of my students who are immensely talented aren't doing anything with their gifts. They're not. They, and these are, these are 11th graders and, and seniors. You can just look better and say they are good at this. And that's another line that came up also. I think it was Rick Warren also said, when someone says to you, you're good at this, because they've seen that, and these are several people, not someone that doesn't like you, but someone that's really into what you're doing or just into you and loves you as a person and wants to see you succeed. When they come to you and say, hey, you're good at this, then that's a hint to look at, are you using that gift more often? We did a shoot a couple of weeks ago on the 14th of November for the Congo shoot. And, you know, it was great to be there. Uh, uh, God gave me a blessing that really helped that shoot take place after the shoot was done. It was a big testimony that gave to my friend. Oh, sorry about that. But I looked around, I walked around, I asked people, you know, how are you doing? How's everything going? They said, doing fine. I said, okay, what are you doing after this? And a lot of them said they didn't know. They didn't know what they were doing. They were like, not in terms of the job. They didn't know what was happening because they sent out reels, they sent out resumes and things like that. 
but they haven't got anyone saying, hey, we want you to come work for us, we want you to come do this. And one thing about Hollywood, that Hollywood is a place that is full of people who are just out there waiting for someone to, to give them the opportunity, letting their own God-given talents go to waste and just rot away. And I'm being this, I'm not trying to talk down anybody. I understand we have our challenges. I understand we have bills, we have family, we have responsibilities. No one's minimizing that. No one's saying, I'm not saying, well, you'll say, yo, Saeed, you don't know my situation. I don't have to know your situation. All right, I know you. And if you're using those gifts and you're being successful and you like where you are, then I would hope that you're, you're talking to somebody else that wants to have the same kind of life that you have, that wants to have the same kind of um, um, uh, lifestyle or ambitions or success that you have. So I'm not talking to anybody that has something going on and saying, well, you're nothing. You're like the weak worm of the dust. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. And if I'm saying that, I can apologize to anybody out there who I may be offended. What I am saying is that what is your vision? Why are you here? Tomorrow, if you go to a job, why are you going? Are you there because of the check? What happens if you get laid off? A good friend of mine was working at a bank here in L.A. weeks ago. He got a he got a uh, he got a, a great investment broke his license. He was doing great things. Always was very accommodating to me to for me, to me at the bank. Always was helping me out with via the phone, internet, in person, what have you. All these things. Outstanding employer. And then something happened. I wrote him one day. They have everything going. How's everything? You know what's going on? And he wrote me back saying that the bank had laid off the entire floor. Fired them. And in that industry, as most cases, if they, if you said that you were fired, then exactly how easy do you think it would be to find a job? He never saw it coming. In the last week, conversed by email, he's living off his savings and things like that, and it's getting low. I can see almost the desperation in his email. And that really bothered me because there's a guy who was, is, was, is one of the best people I've known in Los Angeles, always helped me out, and we always had conversations about family, my family, what things we wanted to do. And this is the He never saw this coming. You, at that job you don't like in this economy, what happens they come to you tomorrow and say they no, no longer have need of your services? What's going to happen on Friday if they come to you and say, hey, look, we no longer need your services? What if they come to you and say, well, here's your check. It's your last check. We'll, we'll give you vacation pay, what have you. Goodbye. Take care. What would you do then? I Would you then panic and say, oh, my God, try to find another job and then be in a situation where you take a job you don't want? Or are you going to find another job that has to do with your career? Because a job and just work. Work takes a lot of work. A job does not. Because it's something that you do for the love. And on that, break, on that note, let's take a break and break for love. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. 
you want to do? Are you actually making a difference in this world? What is your mark? Another thing that came up during that conversation on uh, the show that I watched there on Music Friends was uh, someone once said that if you want to know what your life came to, what your life was about, visualize you're sitting in the upper balcony at your own funeral. What would people say? So you tell me, what do you think people would say about you? And you know, Not just the way you've been with them as a friend, but they will say how you lived your life, what you did in your life. What would your people say to you? What would they say about you? Not to you, because obviously you're dead. And if you can break that down to one line, what would that be? I would hope that someone would say I was an advocate for Congo. I was an advocate for the voiceless. You know, a student of mine said something that was very touching to me uh, two weeks ago. Uh, Kaylin Bahadur, great student, and I was working on her laptop for a few days, and she said to me, just out of the cuff, and it's really, it just really touched my spirit. And I've gone through a lot of things that day, and a lot of emotions, and a lot of uh, a little bit of struggle, and what have you. While I was uh, think, working on her laptop, I'll think about some other things. And she said to me, "You know what's the thing? If you died, and she goes, I'm not wishing that you would die anytime soon, but if you were to, um, you know, die, the day, you know, at your funeral, so many people are going to be there and talk about how much you've helped people, how you've helped a lot of people." And even when I, when I say it now, I can, it just touched me in a way. I didn't see it coming. I didn't know she viewed our relationship that way. You know, I think they're helping her out and things like that. But it just really, really touched my spirit. And it made me realize something that I've always said to my students, my other colleagues, you never know who's watching you, and you never know where you're making a difference. And there's a scripture, I know for our Christian friends, there's a scripture in the Bible I don't know the exact uh, verse, so please forgive me. Um, but what it says, the paraphrase, is that the guy wants to be, uh, he basically wants to be a superstar. He wants to be a king. He wanted all the riches. He wanted all these things, the capital, the wealth, the fame. He wanted all these things. And, the reason, and you're like, this guy is just selfish. Then he, he, he closes with this line. And the, the paraphrase, he says, because I want to be able to help those that need help. I want to be able to give voice to the voiceless. I want to be able to help the homeless. I want to be able to feed the, 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 the hungry. I want to be able to help, the, to help cure the sick. He wanted all those things so he can help other people. And your vision is this. If you're not living your vision, how are you helping anybody, not just yourself? What impact will you have or would you have if you said, you know, I'm going to stop leaving my dreams over here. I'm going to stop working on my goals over here. What are you doing? And again, if you're doing that, great. We're on the same plane, on the same vibe, eye to eye. Unless you're taller than me. I'm 5'11", so I don't know how tall you are, or shorter than me, whatever. But we're looking at things the same way. And the thing about Hollywood is very depressing. I'm sorry. That could easily become depressing is that there's so many people out here who are just wasting away. They want to say they're an actress or an actor or a writer, 
But all they're doing is basically submitting scripts, going from audition to audition to audition. And you always ask them, like, well, what are you doing to take control of your life? What are you doing? This industry is made. Hollywood was a very interesting place. It's made to make money off people, you know, particularly the actors and the writers. Hey, you want to, you know, here's all these acting classes. Here's all these writing classes. Hey, we're having a conference. And, well, you know, for an extra $50, we'll allow you to give a one-minute pitch to a producer. Okay, and then and then what? Or people want you to spend all these money to go to these conferences where I think you should invest all that money in your production. Because, look, there's enough writers, directors, um, you know, DPs and, and, and steady cam operators and makeup people. There's enough people out here that if you really want to take control of your career from, on any angle from that, you can put together your own film or you can make it, you can really make it happen. There's no mysterious thing out there that's going to make it happen for you except for God and your belief in, belief in yourself. If you don't have any belief in yourself, and maybe that's why you are what you are, you'll never get anywhere. If you don't have any faith in yourself, then you'll never get anywhere. You have to have those things in yourself, even, even if the world is against you. I think Michael once said that. If the world's against you, even if the world's against you, and you think you're crazy, don't give up on your dreams. There's a lot of people that like the Congo film I'm doing. A lot of them. But there's not a lot of Congolese taking any money. I'm not talking about the beginning. The first episode I did uh, in 07 was uh, was a Jamaican, a Congolese, Solange out of uh, uh, Jamaica, uh, Jamaica, Solange out of uh, Florida, Phil out of of the Bay State area. No, he was in uh, Town, Sacramento. It was Joy in Atlanta. And I think I'm missing somebody, one more person. And then there was my um, great friend, Professor Sylvester, uh, Ogabechi, who teaches, I believe, at the Cal State Arts up, up by the Bay or in Sacramento. But anyway, a lot of people are like, hey, we can't wait to do the film. We can't wait to do the film. We can't wait to do the film. This is, well, this is the Congolese now. But when, when it's time to raise some money, they're not there. I'm serious. They're not there. I'll, I'll say publicly. I don't care how that sounds. Am I not going to do my film because of that? Am I not going to do my production because of that? It's my vision. If I want my vision to come to fruition, I'm going to do what I ironically just the name one of our episodes is fruition. I'm going to do what I need to do to make it happen. And if it means i got to pay for anything myself, so be it. Doesn't bother me. I'll do that. Jay-Z went through the same thing when he put his first album. People in different arts, different creative vibes, professional vibes. Spielberg had the fake office when he was young. Can't do it anymore. But am I going to, you know, did I wait? No. We're raising the money for the hospital back in Kasai right now. Uh, it's a lot of health clinic. Leisurebelayla.org is putting that money, you know, is, is leading that initiative. Did I sit and say, wow, no one's going to help us out? Or they sit around and say, no one's going to help us out, we're going to wait for somebody else? No. They've been fundraising for that hospital for a long time. It was named after one of our uncles that passed away. And the people that's been, you know, it's, they've been doing this for a long time. It's not like they carry Motombo over there raising millions of dollars to have a hospital in Kinshasa that most people are saying is not even really functional. These are people that are putting it in the middle of Congo. All right? Now, you know, they, if everybody was all about the humanitarian crisis and DRC and was really about, you know, making a difference in the Congo and stuff like that, in Congo, and it was really about, you know, um, doing some kind of social project, please, that hospital would have been fully functional, would have been as big as Kaiser Permanente over there on Sunset in, in uh, Vermont. That's how big it would have been if people were really serious. But the people at Lays are like, you know, we're going to build this hospital by any, way we, by any means necessary. We're going to do this hospital. You have to have the same thing, that same vibe in your life. You have to say, look, I'm going to do this no matter what. If I got to work an extra hour 
or if I have to like work somewhere part time or do some kind of venture or work in a place for little or no money that will get me closer to my vision, I will do that. But so many people don't do it. It's it's baffling. You can come out to a film set. You can tell the ones who are just look. Most of the people and I know them. If you come out to a film set, you can tell who's not really doing anything. Who's just just there. You know, there's a girl who wants to be a director. Dorothy. I'm mentioning it by name. So what? She came back while I was on personally. Because you want to be a director. Introduce her to the director. And it's the game. You say, I'm down to let you do some stuff. He's like, I don't know if you're going to learn. But that's a good opportunity for someone who wants to be a director. On a set that someone said is actually be, is directing a project. But every time I turned around, she was everywhere but with the director. Talking to the actors. And then I found out later on, whining and complaining, whining and complaining. Okay, fine. So I asked her, I basically threw her off the set. What's the point of her being there? And there's so many people. Like, who, who made this phrase? I think, yeah, it was Will Smith. If you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. If, you're, if you stay ready for the opportunity, you won't have to get ready for it. But so many people right now, if I said, if I said hey, what do you want to do? Okay, fine, I know who you can talk to. Like, right now, wouldn't be ready. Well, what are they doing? They're wasting time and they're lying to themselves. You know these people. You've seen them. Some of them are your friends. You've seen these, you, and you know what it is. They're the ones who, when you have a great idea, They'll say to you, well, that's a great idea, but let's go hang out. That's a great idea, but let's go club. That's a great idea, but that's a great idea, but that's a great idea. But I'm not talking about the people who will talk to you and say, hey, look, let's look at this idea from different angles to see how we can make it work. I'm talking about people who are like, they just don't want you to succeed because they haven't succeeded in life. They haven't done anything. And those of you have to be careful because you will become like your friends if you're not careful. Serious. I always say to people, you can tell how a person is by the friend. And that's why I talk about teaching. There's a lot of people who I think shouldn't be teaching. I've seen it. There's a lot of students who I think don't understand the value of an education. They're playing around, wasting their time. But when I go in on Monday through Friday, each my class, I say to them, you guys are going to be success. You guys are going to be leaders. You guys are going to do great things. I, I say that because I believe it. You can go stay in school and get a great job. No, I believe these students will do great. But there's a thing. When there is no punishment for failure, failure permeates. If you're not following your vision in your life, if you're not following your goals, if you're not following your passions, if you're not doing what you need to do to make your life the way you see it in your mind, as this guy says, answer, when someone asks him, who would you like to meet? And he answered back, I'd like to meet the man I was supposed to be. People, you're failing. You're just here. And you're much more than that. You're bigger than that. There's nothing you can't do. So in our remaining three minutes we have here, I want to say this to you. We'll be back next week, 3.30, next, uh, next Sunday at 3.30. Hey, check out 60 Minutes tonight. They're going to talk about the situation in Eastern Congo. We'll see what they talk about. But people, go out there, make a difference, be who you're going to be. Stop being afraid. There is no tomorrow. It's not here. Yesterday is gone. There's only today, and that's why it's called a present, because it's a present. So, people, on that note, let me give you some encouraging music here. You know, things will happen. Things will come, will come your way that will make it difficult. But the closer you get to your vision, the closer you get to your dreams, your goals, the harder it's going to become. The closer that woman gives to give birth when she's in labor, the closer it is to the vision of the baby being there. Sidekick, Dabinga, POV, don't give up. Don't give in and don't retreat. Live your vision. Live life. I'm gone. Talk to me, Sam.